Hey everyone, welcome to the Roadmap, Benzinga's NFT show. We got a good one for you today. We're going to be talking all about NFT NYC and also the second day of ApeFest. Which performers were part of ApeFest last night? How does that compare to day one and who could still be performing at ApeFest tonight or tomorrow? We'll also take a look at other musicians that have performed at NFT NYC. And we got news about Doodles, one of the top NFT collections, announcing some new people involved with the project and also a second collection. Super excited to talk about that. Don't go anywhere. This is The Roadmap. All right, everyone, as you heard me say, this is The Roadmap, Benzinga's NFT show. Super excited to get into more on ApeFest and NFT NYC, the large NFT event happening right now in New York City, where Benzinga's own Logan and Ryan are attending. Uh, So we will be able to hear more about that. Before we get into the episode, I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Today's episode is sponsored by FTX US, which is one of the largest cryptocurrency exchanges in the world in terms of trading volume and daily users. The FTX app is used by over 6 million people to buy crypto and NFTs, no transaction or withdrawal fees. You can use your phone or computer, and the FTX US trading platform offers NFTs on both the Ethereum and Solana blockchains with no gas fees. To find out more about FTX and how you can get signed up for an account, click on the link in the description below and also pin to the chat right now. There it is. Let FTX know that Benzinga sent you their way. All right. Well, let's get into news and headlines. So we talked about Ape Fest day one on yesterday's episode. Now it's time to talk about day two. For those who forgot, ApeFest is one of the largest events that happens at NFT NYC, and there is four different days. So if you own a Bored Ape or a Mutant Ape, you get to select which day you want to go, and you are able to go for one day. If you own multiple apes, you're able to go for multiple days, uh, which definitely uh, is a benefit with all these different musicians performing. So as a reminder, on day one, we got performances from LCD Sound System, from Questlove, and a comedy special from Amy Schumer. Last night at 8Fest Day 2, we got performances from uh, the trio uh, Haim. We also got a performance from Timbaland. And we also got our performance from Lil Baby. Uh, Lil Baby and Timbaland, of course, are Bored Ape holders. And Timbaland not only performed, he also showed off a music video featuring some Bored Apes. So uh, if you guys want to check that out, I think we should watch part of this music video that made its debut at ApeFest. Bye. 
get tossed in the paint. Riding shotgun with me. Going over the eight. She don't fuck up a all right and we also got lil baby performed at ape fest uh so lil baby uh and ryan and logan were at uh ape fest last night as i said they're there at nft nyc and i know that they caught part of a performance uh from lil baby uh so we will be playing that video as well here in a minute um, but as I said, so Haim, uh, and then we got, um, Timbaland and we got Lil Baby. Uh, so definitely a difference from day one. Um, I want to go through a little bit more on, uh, day two. So again, uh, all those performers you can catch on different clips on Twitter. Um, and as you saw there, Timbaland unveiled a music video featuring some bored apes. And that's another example of how these owners are, you know, utilizing their assets that they own. Um, let's. So that was Lil Baby. So Lil Baby, that clip courtesy of Benzinga's own Ryan. So Lil Baby actually performed last year at Ape Fest as well, where he actually used the serum on his bored ape to create a mutant ape. So you heard us say day one of Ape Fest this year, someone used that mega serum to make a mega mutant ape yacht club nft last year little baby made his mutant ape and very public happening at ape fest so ape fest has been a way to kind of show off these new creations um but i mean so it, it's hard to pick right day one lcd sound system uh quest love amy schumer day two we got heim we got timbaland and we got little baby uh, and again, you don't know who's going to perform before you select which day you would rather go to. So that was day one. That was day two. So day three happening tonight and the rumors out there still, we have uh, Snoop Dogg, who owns a board ape. We got Eminem, who owns a board ape. We got Post Malone, who owns a board ape. We got Madonna, who owns a board ape. And we have several others. Uh, Kevin Hart owns a board ape. And as you know, you heard me say, Amy Schumer performed the other night. Last year, Aziz and Suari performed. So comedy kind of plays into Ape Fest a little bit. So everyone out there in the chat, let me know. If you could pick, who would you rather see at Ape Fest day three or day four? Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Post Malone, Kevin Hart. Those are And Madonna. Those are your choices. And again, none of that has been confirmed. It's all just kind of rumors and all based on people who own Bored Apes and are part of the ecosystem. Me personally, I'd rather see, you know, Snoop or Eminem. And I think Snoop Dogg or Madonna performing, I think there's a good possibility. They're both already in New York for NFT NYC. Snoop's been there. Uh, Madonna's going to perform for World of Women another NFT collection. So I could see her 
maybe doing uh you know exclusive for apes um guy osiri who is an agent is affiliated with yuga labs the owner of board apes and also with world of women um so uh you know what do you guys think all right i think i got my man money money mitch I'm back. I'm back. I'm sorry about that, guys. Uh, definitely lost internet there for a second. Uh, we were in the middle of the video. I don't know how much actually showed there, um, but you're uh, all good. You're all good. I think we. I think we saw a good set of that video. I also played that little baby video from uh, Ryan. Okay. So, so Mitch, let's start with the Timbaland video, right? You, you're not yeah. new to this. We sat in on several panels at VCon and saw people using NFTs for TV shows, for music videos. What do you think of Timbaland's video there and using Bored Apes? Is that a good use of these assets here? And are we going to keep seeing music videos featuring NFTs? Hell yeah. I think you're going to continue to see more and more. You know, one of the things is you could see the girl in the video at the bottom of the video. She was was bouncing her head. She was like, I like this. I I like the feels. And I think that's what you're going to see all around. You know, one of the things that I think you're seeing more and more closely related is that, you know, we're going through this moment, I think, and it's a generational movement, right? About uh, personality, who you are, who you want to be, you know, what do you want to go by? Um, I think this is very important because it's all playing into the factor that we all want to be viewed as individuals, as our own person. And I think moments like this actually bring us together and understanding how truly we can come together, but at the same time show that we're different. And I think this is truly one of those abilities that NFTs have, especially, you know, certain features and certain things that people uh, try to go for in their NFTs. And I think this is what you're really seeing and why it catches on so much. Everyone can relate with maybe one of the characters that you're seeing here in this video. Uh, Moments like this, uh, you know, like you see that in the background, I can you're going to find someone to connect to. And I think that's the important moments is that. Can you connect to the content that's coming out from NFTs? I feel that. Can you? Yeah, I mean, I I really like the use of the board apes here in the video. Uh, Mitch, just to give a quick update, we talked about this on the stream yesterday, and I don't think I ever told you. Um, remember Seth Green at VCon, right? He had his mm-hmm. board ape stolen. Yeah, well, he, he has gotten his ape back. Yes, he took a ransom. Uh, 260,000, I think it was. And he has his ape back so <laughs> that we saw that trailer for should happen in the future. So I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, Definitely. Right. so, uh, let's start with this question, right? So ape fest, if you owned up, Chris, one board ape or one mutant ape, Mitch, you get to pick, uh, Day one, day two, day three, or day four. You had to rank the four days in preference of attending. Now, you don't know anything about the four days. You don't know who's performing. You don't know what the weather's going to be. Nothing. How would you personally rank day one, day two, day three, day four in preference of attending? What's your thought process? 
Well, when I look at that, uh, one of the things that I would probably want to be is either there's two things. I always think that the uh, the beginning is going to be definitely important because, I mean, day one, it's day one, right? That's where everyone's super hyped. They're like, we're getting to this event. We're all together now. Let's bring the energy up. Let's see what this is all about. I like that day. And then I would have to say probably the last day. You know, why the last day? Because you know, everybody gets to that moment. And, and when you're at an event, like I know Chris and I were feeling it on Sunday of Econ, we we're like, man, does this really have to end? This is too much fun. <laughs> we're having a great time here, not only learning, but also like, being able to immerse ourselves with the experience and be around the people that truly support the environment, right? And I think that, um, so I would have to say the last day would be my preference, um, especially because, you know, there's a lot of events just outside of this. It's not the only yep. kind of satellite event that you have here. There's plenty to do on day one to day three. So I'll, I'll, I'll take day four. Let's do that. You you nailed it. Uh, again, opinion. So you can't be wrong, but that is exactly what I said yesterday. I said day four for me, then day one, and then two and three, I'm pretty indifferent, right? So I said four, one, two, three, um, call two and three, however you want. But okay, so here's what we've gotten so far. Day one, we had LCD Sound System, Amy Schumer, and Questlove. Day two, we had uh, Haim, which is a, a Swedish trio girl group who I don't know as well, uh, Timbaland, and Lil Baby. So two okay. good solid days. Now, Mitch, the rumors are starting to pick up on day three and day four, ah, right? the rumors are coming. We know that there's some big celebrities who own Bored Apes. So we got rumors that maybe Snoop Dogg, Eminem uh, are going to perform. I also know that Post Malone owns a Bored Ape. Maybe he shows up. Madonna owns a Bored Ape, and she is performing for the World of Women party at NFT NYC. So maybe she stops by. And then also we saw Amy Schumer already perform. Last year, Aziz Ansari performed. So Kevin Hart owns a board ape. Maybe he shows up. So Mitch, walk me through. Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Post Malone, Madonna, Kevin Hart. Who, who would you want to see out of those five? Other, other than all of them, who, who would you want to see? Uh, it'd be pretty hard to kind of single out someone here. Of, of course, I mean, I'll, you can never go wrong with Snoop. I think one of the things is not only is Snoop actually would give you a good performance, but he's actually really backing up, right? Yeah. right? His ape. And I think that's an important thing there is that you have the true connection with the apes. And I think uh, they'll, they'll definitely love that, right? That he's truly a fan of what he owns and trying to bring it out there and showing you also ways that you can do it yourself out there. So of course, moving on from there, a legend like Madonna would be awesome to kind of catch. Uh, but like you've mentioned, I think she's more into world of women. So I'm actually, we'll, we'll pass We'll pass on Madonna. We'll look more towards here. I, I would love to see a, a little comedy action from Kevin Hart on the apes, just because I mean, you can't go wrong with comedy, right? You're doing all the artists, but if you could just do a little comedy skit, then move on to a good artist. I mean, that would be pretty good. I would love to see Kevin, then Snoop Dogg come after that. And then who knows, Post Malone to kind of kick it off at the end. That doesn't seem like a bad little gang there to kind of check out. I mean, this would be a really good crew. And one of the things is I think they would bounce off each other, right? You would see when they'd come on, if Kevin Hart was on and Snoop came out, 
think they would be good vibes. So we'll see what happens here. I mean, you also can't go wrong with Eminem, right? I mean, I think that everybody knows the name. So really, is there anybody here that you wouldn't want to see? That's what I would probably ask. Right. So I'm excited to see who performs tonight and who performs tomorrow. I mean, Mitch, you and I both said day four, that that's where the place to be the party's at. So I'm excited to see what happens that day because I think they close it out with a bang. Uh, so Mitch, Ape Fest, if you go, you get these exclusive concert performances. Um, we also have some of these other parties happening. So as I said, Madonna's performing for a World of Women party. Steve Aoki performed last night for Goblin Town Party. Kesha performed for Boss Beauties. So Mitch, if you own one of these NFTs, you get to go to an exclusive concert. I mean, is that another form of utility here and worth, you know, being in some of these communities and ecosystems getting these annual exclusive concerts i mean it's just a bonus right um you know one of the things i think that uh some people like to talk about is right the utility factor but also what are the perks i'll call it more of a perk than a utility there because that's what it's going to give you it's a it's a perk it's something to to make it look a little and we'll use the word sexier, you know, it does make it a little bit sexier uh, that you can go to events with these like it was for V friends, right? I mean, even if you just went to the event itself and you didn't sell, you didn't make money in that way, like, or some way of flipping, but maybe even you're not using the IP of the NFT, but if you're able to at least go to an event, do something with it, that right there is already bringing a perk to the owner. And the best part is when it's moments like this where you're going to get multiple. It's not like you, you could only go to the 2022 Ape Fest, right? I don't yep. think they're going to do that one on you where they're going to be like, well, the 2023 holders are the only ones that get to come now. And I think that's another thing is that you never know what can come next for your yep. project. And just that question alone will make people purchase it because – if it starts off with something like this, where Ape Fest is, you know, four days now and uh, a big focus, what's not to say that it doesn't become a full week, a full week of content that you could be going to. And there's not many places that you're going to get multiple days of events and not have to split up some money. Like, just be like, here you go. Um, I, I compare it to like, let's say like an EDC or something like that, yep. where it gets massive following. I'm just waiting to see a festival like that coming into the NFTs. And I think this is opening the door for that, for sure. Definitely. Could definitely see that. Well, Mitch, on yesterday's episode, we talked about uh, Rolling Stone covers coming from Board Ape Yacht Club. So uh, I'm curious always to get your thoughts. So we, we did not see the images yesterday. So this is the first time we're talking about the new images here. So Mitch, let's show off these new covers. This is an exclusive partnership, Board Ape Yacht Club and Rolling Stone. Uh, let's see what these covers look like. Exclusive. Let's go. Oh, look at these bad boys. All uh, right. So on the left, we have the Board Ape cover that is Curtis. He is the mascot for Board Ape Yacht Club. Uh, he has been used many times in their promotional materials. 
And on the right, we have the mutant version of Curtis uh, riding a motorcycle. You see the mutant serum there in the background. Uh, so what they did was they sold prints of these covers for $100 in ApeCoin today. Um, and they also have one-of-one one auctions. Those one-of-one one auctions will get these images on the screen, right, where it's got the animation. And you get an NFT. You get a print of the art signed by the founders of Yuga Labs, the artist and the CEO of Rolling Stone. Uh, Mitch, let's start with you here. Which of these two covers would you rather have if you could only get one? Well, if I could only get one, I would have to go with the one that matches more my personality. And I don't think I'm riding a dirt bike anytime soon or a motorcycle anytime soon because the wife will kill me. Uh, but other than that, I, I'm definitely more of a hammock kind of guy. I mean, and I got a question for you. Is that a doge dog at the bottom there? Oh, it almost looks like it. It almost looks like one there, right? I, I'm not going <laughs> to say it is one, but uh, who knows? I, I think we might start a little rumor here or something. We're going to have to look a little bit deeper. We're gonna have to, I'm going to have to zoom in on that a little bit. Uh, but it looks like it. I mean, either that or it looks like the dog I have at home, uh, cattle dog. But it does. interesting to see some of the other details that are into the art right because yeah. everyone looks at like you know the image itself the character but everything there's so much into these art when you look at all the small little detail around the images it's, it's pretty interesting yeah well definitely guys if you're watching live right now let us know in the chat uh one for the left for uh the board ape and two for the mutant ape on the right mitch went with the board ape i I don't know. Like, I'm torn on this, but ultimately, I think I would pick the board ape on the left. I think it just it looks cleaner. I would rather have that hanging Hell on yeah. my wall. Um, I want to be that than, guy. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> yeah, we got we got Steve in the chat saying left. Yeah, I mean, I I think this one's gonna be a little bit more uh, people picking the board ape over the mutant. Uh, Oh, we got we got Mighty Soldier saying too though for the for the mutant. Uh, Andy, he, he's more uh, that type that I can see. That you know, yeah, rocking the motorcycle, him, yeah, back I can hat, see him you know, kind of that, thing. Yeah, but I feel like I could see him chilling in a hammock too. But he, I mean, he is an outdoorsy guy. So, uh, oh, Rick and Morty vibes. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, definitely see that vibe. You know, uh, the slime. The slime yeah. gives you that vibe for sure. Mitch, everyone's saying two now. I'm surprised. I thought even Alyssa is Alyssa sick on the bed two. is trying to help us out. There. Yeah, She's I thought two. it would be more people with the the board ape. Well, Mitch, can you put up the old images of the previous yeah. covers here? Because I'm going to ask you the same question with those. Which of the two would you here. rather have? Uh, so let's take a look. These were the old covers that came out last year. So it really looks like board ape and Yuga Labs are going to do this every year, these Rolling Stone covers. So there's the mutant cover, Mitch. Okay, not too bad. We can lean a little bit over here to our shoulders. We got the so. parrot on his shoulder, and that is their roadmap behind him mm. with some clues and kind of what's to come, which I kind of like that vibe. And yeah, then, because, I mean, like I talked about earlier, the detail, right? The yeah. detail in that imaging 
took a lot there. Mitch, someone called this a Where's Waldo on our show yesterday <laughs> in the chat. What Where is Waldo? I'm looking for the hat. Where I, don't, is I don't think you're going to find him, but I do get those vibes that someone said. All right, how about the Bored Ape cover from before? Okay. With the bananas. Doesn't that look so clean? Like The nanners. It's the pretty nanners. basic, but very clean. So, okay, Mitch, which of those two covers would hmm. you rather have? This one, I would definitely have to say that uh, I think the original one might outdo the the detailed one, but I'm going to actually go and, and go with a little bit of the more yeah. the mutant one here. Um, I think over time, probably this one will have more value just yeah. because it's more like the classic apes, you know, yeah. at, at classic, you know, and sometimes classics last longer than something that's very intricate like this image. But I do like this image because like I talk about, the details are what I really like because one thing is the image itself. One, th The next thing is all the things included. Let's see, even a little little shrooms growing on his ears. Like, I mean, there's so many small little things that you can catch in the image if you really take your time. Definitely. All right. And it looks like right now the auctions that are taking place um, for the one of one of the new covers, Mitch, Mint Ape cycle is worth more bids uh, over the prize you at all or no? It, it does a little bit there. Um, it just kind of shows me um, what the focus is, right? I mean, I think that what it is also is that there's been more of the images that are more like the left image that we were watching yep. here. Um, and so there's been more of these kind of images on the left, the standard image. And so maybe that's just what it is also that they want uh, at least investors or people that are looking into buying some new artwork there on apes. So they're looking for something that stands out a little bit more. That's not the same kind of image that we used to have. I feel like we've had multiple kind of laid back themes kind of image. It's, it's interesting to see something like this come out. And I think it also gives it a little bit more room to show you the creativity that could come into it, right? This is kind of more the vibe that you would expect. This is the unexpected vibe where it really starts getting into that unexpected. Yeah, and I will say, I like these newer covers better. Oh, uh, hell there's yeah. more, there's more detail. They look more like artwork to me, right? Less like a cover and more like just a a, a, a painting. Mm -hmm. So I really like these new covers. So, uh, I mean, shout out to the teams that worked on this. Um, and again, it looks like people like the, the mutant on the right better. Um, but hey, that's the cool thing about this is there really isn't a wrong answer, right? Like I would put both up on the wall. Just if I had to pick one, I would go with the left, but... And Alyssa saying the mutant cover is 10 times better this time around. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I would agree. So yeah, definitely um, it's something that we'll definitely watch. And another thing to watch is continued, which way do they lean more for the images, right? I think this, this gave literally the two views, right? The mutant, the standard, which way does actually grab the investors out there and also the fans, because that's what you want to see. And I think it opens up the window for completely different styles of shows, right? Something yeah. that is going to be like this is going to be completely different than something that's more laid back, kind of uh, on an island kind of feel. Definitely. Uh, and Happy saying, I like the normal one on the left. Uh, clean art, though. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Uh, I used that word yesterday, clean. I think the ones with the bored ape just look very much more clean, whereas the mutant ones, I mean, it kind of fits his personality, right? Where yeah. it's he he's out there. He's just kind of having a fun time, right? But like you said, Mitch, like my personality, I, I, I'd rather be the dude on the left. I don't know. So, I mean, of course, I'd have kids probably knocking me off the hammock, but you know yeah it's it's definitely opening the world to also um the world i think of in tattoos and that kind of world that i think the mutant side really opens that up and it goes really great with i think you know bikers and and people that are into that kind of theme especially like say rock fans uh that like um some kind of misfit kind of uh gear out there i think this this falls in line with that. And I think you're going to see continued uh, people willing to get, you know, mutant eight tattoos and things like that. That's a, that's a whole nother world. And yeah. it kind of keeps it going. Like regardless of what's going on in the industry and the, the kind of pullback that we're seeing from apes, this, this keeps it going. Things like this is what's going to really keep the drive and the focus. Definitely. All right. Well, we talked about Bored Apes for a, a while, right? Which happens on a lot of our shows because they, of course, are one of the top projects of all time. Mitch, we got another top project to talk about. And I'm excited to talk about this one with you because we got three news items out about doodles. And one of them relates to VCon. So the first news item from doodles is that they signed a partnership with musician Pharrell. Pharrell is going to help them get into the music space. So they're releasing Doodles Records with Pharrell EPing Volume 1 in partnership with Columbia Records. Columbia is one of the largest record labels out there. You're going to get limited edition visuals and album art from the Doodles founder, Burnt Toast. And this is also going to be an NFT. So Mitch, we heard from Pharrell at VCon, right? He's big in the NFT space, but he's also picky about what he attaches his name to, right? 100%. He even said that while he was on. So what do you think? Does this elevate Doodles to another level to get someone like Pharrell in the music space to say, hey, I'll do music NFTs with you? I mean, this is massive. And I mean, if anybody knows about Pharrell, you'll know that he's not just an artist, producer. And one of the things that he is even better on is working with other artists, right? He's really known for that and taking, let's say, up and coming artists and really the putting, helping putting them on the map. And I think this is just opening the door and Doodles is making a good move here and not just going for the headline name, but also going for someone that really truly has a business mind, business mindset and wants to continue pushing in this industry. We haven't seen Pharrell attached to too many projects before. Now you're actually seeing him attached somewhere. And with that, I think we'll go his focus. And so uh, Doodles, power to you out there. Interesting news here coming with Pharrell. Definitely. And so, Mitch, we also got news that Alexis Ohanian, who is the co-founder of Reddit, his company is investing in Doodles. So 776 is joining the team. And here's what's really cool about this is Alexis actually owns several Doodles. And one of the things he did so uh, is find... Uh, doodles or nfts 
that look like and kind of align with his daughter, right? So him and Serena Williams, her daughter, he found as many Doodles NFTs as he could that matched traits and characteristics of her. Like, that's pretty cool. And now he's investing in the company. So Mitch, from someone on the outside looking in, right? Let's say you don't own NFTs, but you hear about them. Alexis Ohanian's a big investor. What does this mean for the NFT space when these big projects are taking in investment money to kind of grow their brand going forward? Well, uh, I'll play this video. It won't have sound in the background, but we can kind of watch as he's going through there. And uh, I, I definitely think that I agree. I mean, one of the things is, like I talked about, how can we relate to these characters? How can it be who I am? And that's what he did there. He was looking at it for his daughter, but... At the same time, it was the same kind of approach, right? Where can I attach my personality to one of these characters? And I think this is just getting started. And I think as things further on develop, we're going to be to the point where it's like, okay, you're Chris Ketchy, but what's your NFT like, Chris? Like, what is that kind of personality to you? And I think that that's important too. It's not only who we are as a person, but also who we want to show to be like. And I think this is an important thing too. Let's say you come up from an area like uh, where, you know, maybe you, you don't have the greatest uh, ability or opportunity to kind of really make it in life just because you've been held down with where you're growing up or who you kind of grew up with. But I'll tell you one thing, this is opening up the doors for uh, people that have been in the struggle to attach themselves to a character and open up a whole new view of that, of who they are and truly are uh, behind one of these characters. And I think that's going to help as you see in the kind of big move that we're really trying to get through, which has been hundreds of years of kind of this discriminatory views on kind of people overall, whether it be, you know, you know, we could look at it in all types of themes. Um, But one of the things I see is the personality attachment is massive. And if you can find things that match your personality and you're seeing him here uh, pulling out here, the the art here, and you can see here how he's holding it up. He's happy about that because he found ones that actually match. And you're seeing that, going to be expanded and continue to grow. So Mitch, uh, one of the things we like to do, you know, with stocks is look for catalyst, right? And forward looking. So Doodles hired the former uh, CEO of Billboard, like Billboard Magazine, uh, Billboard Music, to be the president of the company. And then a month later, what happens? Music NFTs and Pharrell. (laughs) Kind of connecting the dots there. Well, let's connect the dots a little bit further, Mitch. So along with Alexis Ohanian investing, uh, uh, Catalin Holloway from 776 is joining the advisory board. Now, she formerly worked for Reddit and a company called Pixar. Pixar, of course, makes animated movies under the Disney umbrella. Mitch, I mean... Should we just assume that Doodles is going to get into TV and movie space based on that? What are you, what are your thoughts? Well, uh, I always think that uh, the and I'm sure you've mentioned this plenty of times. The best way these NFTs can be used, at least in the short term, being is in animations. 
because that's going to be the like hand in hand, right? Like you kind of gave the characters, now you'll give the story. And I think that that's what you're going to see more and more is storytelling with the NFTs. If we look at what kind of content is doing well right now, overall in all content, it's what? It's storytelling. That's why these match perfectly. So to say that it's going to go to more kind of uh, music and movies and shows, I don't even know if it's a question now. Definitely. Mitch, the other big news out from Doodles is a thing called Doodles 2, which we can assume is going to be another collection. So they put out a trailer Mm -hmm. and it's pretty short. I think it's like 40 seconds. Uh, let's take a look at this trailer and maybe we can get some clues and see uh, what's to come from this uh, big and popular NFT collection. Let's go ahead. Let's do it. I'm going to mute myself here so you don't get a little echo, but guys, let me know what you guys think. Throw it up in the chat. Let's get all right. Doodles to Mitch. What do you think that is, of that trailer? There? That is awesome. Uh, I, I really got to say some of this art, some of this imaging, some of the colors um, you, you saw. It, I'm sure, Chris, now that you have kids, how much the coloring has changed in animation from what we used to watch and what is now done. Also, I mean, just kind of, and you could see it there, the music attachment into it. Um, I think this is what you, you you really are looking at. I mean, this is gonna create a whole nother drive of let's say children content or adult content. Cause there's gonna be kind of, you know, versions like let's say like a, a South Park or something like that. Um, but this, watch out Nickelodeon, watch out Disney, watch out Pixar. Uh, they're going to have to step up their game here because I think that this shows me right here. Things like this is where I'm like, okay, uh, I feel almost bad for Disney and and because um, they're going to have to catch up really quickly to trying to create yeah. some of this community aspect. Because there's one thing that, yeah, they, they have like, you know, the big production studios to kind of get you the animations, but they don't have yet a really, really, and I'll say kick-ass NFT. It's just not there yet. Yeah, and I love what Happy said in the chat. Just makes you feel happy watching that. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I felt I, that too. I loved, like, how do you not smile? Yeah, I loved watching that. Um, I'm excited to see what happens with Doodles too. Uh, Mitch, let's go back to your comment. Watch out, Nickelodeon. Watch out, Disney. So, watch out. Uh, 
you know, so far, some of these bigger companies have been quiet in the NFT space. And I think maybe they were waiting, taking the wait and see approach. So we saw, you know, celebrities buy NFTs, uh, some big companies buy NFTs. Now we're seeing some of these big NFT groups get investments, right? So like Alexis Ohanian investing. Do you think someday down the road, we start to see, you know, Disney, rather than just start their own NFT or acquire a company, do you think they just start out by investing in some of these projects to kind of see what it's all about and grow with the space? Or do you think they go all in acquisition mode? I think they're going to have to. Uh, it's going to probably have to be all acquisition mode at first because uh, one of the things that they have been, and uh, we can talk about it, is uh, probably late to the ball. And uh, one of the things is when you're late to the ball, there's two ways of getting into it. There's one starting to build now and then looking forward, but we know what that happens. And uh, just kind of putting it out there, it's like it's like looking at like releasing something that is trending now but I'm going to release it in three or four years from now. Yeah. Doesn't really make sense. Right. And so uh, I think their best shot is to use some of their cash. We know they have cash out there to be using. So the biggest thing I think there is going to be what matches more with the Disney branding or something to that say, to bring it on to uh, kind of their family. And of course, Who's not to say that maybe there isn't kind of maybe a content deal that could happen with something like yeah. a Disney Plus? Doodles coming to Disney Plus? Who knows? I'm, I'm going to throw it out there, but, yeah. you know, I'm not, not, not seeing what can stick out there right now. But who knows? Maybe Disney's listening and gives Doodle a call. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, and Mitch, we chatted with Keith Grossman, uh, president of Time. And Time launched Time Studios, a whole separate division where they have deals in place with some of these NFTs, Robotos, Toy Boogers, Smiles. And those shows haven't come out yet. But once they come out, if they catch on and they're successful, like you said, Disney may be late to the ball and they're, they're going to have to decide right then and there, do we do this or not? Because like you already waited. And then if you see your competitors succeed, like you got to make a decision like, hey, we don't want anything to do with the NFT space or we want to own the NFT space. Disney doesn't like being number two, right? Or like yeah. a three or a four. They want to win. So how how do they win? Yeah, I think this is a very important moment. You know, one of the things that we've seen Disney focus on is Disney Plus, right? And Disney Plus does really well in what area? Let's be honest. It's either going to be in like custom content, like originals, like we've seen on like, let's say Star Wars or something in that uh, manner, or it's going to be on the young children content. And so where I think they can spend some more money to continue bringing in names are going to be to try to go after one of these brands. And it's probably going to have to be one of the leading brands because let's be honest, it's not going to be something that you probably never heard of. It's yeah. going to have to go after one of these leading brands in the NFT space, not only to get into the space, but also to give themselves credibility that they're willing to take the shot in a big name NFT. And I think that the community uh, is going to have to view this and, and make the decision. Do they want a company like Disney coming in and probably buying one of these NFT uh, 
I don't think so. I don't think that that's what the, the investors want, but that might be exactly what Disney needs to kind of really start stepping in here and taking some lead. Um, so it's going to be an interesting thing to watch as you see more and more, uh, especially at a time like now where we are getting a little bit of a decline in value, who is willing to step up and make some acquisitions as the value comes into their playing field. Definitely. So Mitch, we talk about sports a lot, right? Both on air and off air. We're sports fans. I want to highlight this, but I think it's also pretty common sense. And we, we pretty much knew this, but there is a new study out Mm -hmm. um, from a university. They surveyed 1500 us adults. And out of those households, the ones that had, Loyal sports fans, 57% of households owned NFTs. 24% of houses that didn't have a loyal sports fan didn't own NFTs. We, I mean, we saw NBA Top Shot take off, right? And we saw that bring a lot of people to the NFT space. You bought some Top Shots, some Tops NFTs, some sports NFTs. I've got sports NFTs. What, what do you think? Are, are you surprised at all? Are you surprised that numbers maybe not higher? Like, what do you make of 57% of households with loyal sports fans owning NFTs? Well, uh, the first thing I would say is that when you think about what can last, right, in lasting collections, and that's what I would kind of point to, lasting co- collections have been around certain things like, you know, you could take a look at people that have hidden gold in their closets, but we're not going to talk about that. We'll talk about what really collectibles are, right? We've seen a lot of kind of things in sports always, always, whether it be you're looking at a Michael Jordan rookie card or something like that, or you're going back into baseball and looking at Mickey Mantle cards or Babe Ruth cards, or even uh, whatever you really want that's in, in kind of that early history time a lot of that comes back and it's a lot to do with sports and the reason why is are sports teams going away anytime soon are the sports league going away anytime soon (laughs) is sports content going any away anytime soon and that's another thing that you can ask yourself and so when you're looking at collectibles that's one of the great ways to look at it will this go away in like about, let's say, 10 years. If it doesn't go away in 10 years, you can start taking an approach, kind of how like people view the market, right? If I hold for over 10 years some uh, some kind of stock, I expect some kind of return. And I think that that's the same thing that goes on in sports cards and, and, and the outlook is, let's say, if this is worth $100 today, in 10 years, I expect more than 100. And yeah. the reason why is that, it continues going and there's a li- there's a finite amount, right? After, let's say, uh, the, the draft class of 2022, there's never another draft class of 2022. So there's more exclusivity there also that comes in with time, especially if you're holding something throughout, let's say, a decade or longer. Definitely. And yeah, we've got a comment there in the chat, uh, combining a pay-per-view system with an nft that you get for buying a live sporting event that's that's an interesting thought we've seen nft tickets kind of start to hit 
And, and Mitch, that's something you and I have both called for to happen, right? If you're already going to a sporting event, you already have to have a ticket. Why not make that a ticket where it's a commemorative or an NFT, where it's a commemorative item, something you can sell, something that holds value, gains value. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think we we need to get there, right? And it's another way for sports teams and leagues, like you said, that aren't going away to just keep growing. Well, what do you think of that comment? Pay-per-view uh, maybe being linked to, to NFTs. Any Any thought there? I mean, technically, that's what you have now, right? I mean, isn't that what you did if you got if you went for like an ape to kind of see these concerts and, and yeah. things like that? That's already it's pay per view, right? It's pay to to be a part of something, and that's it. Might not be pay per view, and we might be pay per community. And so, go. if you want in on the community, well. There you have it. You got to join into the NFT experience and join into the community. And so who knows? Maybe we just created a new PPC. PPC. I like that. Uh, <laughs> Pay for communities. I mean, that's that's what NFTs kind of are in, in a sense and where you're seeing content continue to grow. Why do you think Discord's got so big in the last couple of years? Right? It, it wasn't because... The Discord features, Nitro is just kicking ass. Let's just be <laughs> honest. It isn't because of Nitro. It's because we all want to be part of communities. Yeah. Just like you guys listening in here are in the community of the ecosystem of Benzinga. We want to be in that community feeling. We want to be around people that like what we like. And in sports, it's even stronger. The, the, the fanatics out there. Um, if you're a Cowboys fan and you see a Cowboys fan and yep. you're in Green Bay, you're still like, yeah, Cowboys, <laughs> baby, them Cowboys coming in here. And that's what I've seen. And so yeah. to say that I think NFTs are actually going to expand into sports as we see kind of a decline, maybe in the animation ones and, you know, PFPs and that kind of thing. Don't be surprised if you see more and more coming out of sports. Just think about how we went from, um, let's say, four or five years ago, where you would have never, never seen an advertising for cryptocurrencies in a stadium, in a sports stadium. Now, what do you see? <laughs> They're literally named after these yeah. cryptocurrency platforms and, and and that's, I think, the next step, right? It's just going to continue developing into sports. So I know I have some digital assets in, in, in NFTs, and, and there are a lot of them are in sports. So I can't say that uh, these households are any by any means wrong. Mitch, last subject here before we wrap. Let's bring it back to the fact that Benzinga hosted a list maker event today covering esports and video games. So Let's connect that to NFTs. So I just got done talking to uh, Mario Stefanidis from Roundhill Investments. That's a company you and I both know well. They've got ETFs. One of them covers video games, NERD. So Mario said right now these video game companies have this unique balance because they want to get into NFTs because it could bring revenue to them. But some of these gamers don't like the thought of NFTs coming into their space. How do you think video game companies can kind of balance and get involved in NFTs without losing those loyal customers and gamers they've had? 
You know, this is where it comes into understanding how to really build a brand, right? And so one of the things that I, you'll see in, when you speak to different people is what is their focus, right? Is it brand growing or is it kind of just trying to grow traffic? Because traffic is traffic, right? It comes and goes. Now, one thing that you got to be looking towards is brand building, right? And so how are you not going to dilute your brand by getting into the NFT space is looking more into your ecosystem itself, how it is set up now and seeing, does it make sense for NFTs, right? And so in your, when you're talking video games, I mean, you could do it right now. You can go buy some skins. You can go buy some kind of attachments to yeah. kind of up your, your, whatever it may be. It might be in Call of Duty. You want a different, you know, camouflage or whatever that may be. And so, to say that they don't go, are not going to connect, I think those are the gamers that are just trying to not be a part of what they hear about. Oh, it's a Ponzi scheme. It's all this. And so that's that's where they get the mentality of, okay, well, don't come into our industry. Hands off our industry because we don't want to be viewed with people that are viewed like that. And there's always going to be characters like that that are are going to be kind of giving the bad image to NFTs. But if we think about it as a whole and where things are going, gamers want a couple of things. They want to what? They want to be able to bring assets from one game to the next, yeah. which is going to be needed with an NFT. And then they want to, the second thing is they want to be able to play with everybody. Yeah. And that is already happening. So the next thing from there is how can I go ahead and if I bought something in Call of Duty and for some reason there's a, a game, uh, whether it may be, let's say, Fortnite, that I want to bring that weapon with me into this game, that's when things are going to be connecting. And uh, I think the big thing here is trying to stay small at first, not going too crazy with bringing that into gaming and just keeping it small. Maybe it's just first a couple of things that you can add to characters so it doesn't really change the experience, the actual game experience, because that's what gamers don't want to lose. They don't want to go back in graphics. They don't want to go back in speed. They want to go forward in that. And so they want better graphics. They want better engineering. And one of the things that could come with bringing NFTs into a game is all the issues in the coding and making things work the same way it worked prior. And so this is going to take a little while because let's just be honest, also the gaming companies that are coming out in NFTs are kind of newer to the game, right? Newer, newer out there. And they're battling with gaming companies that have been around for a pretty long time. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're going to watch how this develops. I think it's something that you have to see um, also how the big game uh, manufacturers, I see Acuvision, EA, uh, take two, how do they really start trying to attach into it? And if they can make it to where it can go from one game to the other, because this one thing doing it for, let's yeah, say definitely. two games, there's another thing doing it for, let's say like a collection all under a console. All right. That's yeah. And I'm glad you said for Fortnite us. with the, the skins. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, go ahead, man. You're good. We're at, we're at. 
So, so Fortnite with the skins, I think is the perfect example, right? You know, you pay 20 bucks, you get the skin in the game, but you can't use it in a different game. And if you stop playing Fortnite, you, you don't care anymore. So your yeah. 20 bucks is gone. So I, I think we need to get there with video games, but I agree with what you said. I think we are a couple of years away still. And I'm looking forward to seeing it though, from the, you know, the outside looking in. So Great conversation today, though, Mitch. I, I want to give you a quick shout out. Thank you for joining on the roadmap today, filling in for Alyssa. We hope Alyssa's feeling better. But Mitch, you're always welcome on the roadmap and appreciate you, brother, for hopping on today. Of course, I'll let you go ahead and wrap on up. But definitely, guys, just continue to kind of learn. I think this is the best time when times come into points where people are worried about valuations. Yes, of course, keep on your mind, your own investments, because like always, just like if it is in stocks, we always need to know our out plan just in case. Um, but one of the things I always say is in the, the troubled times are the learning times. These are the times where if you want to be a part of the next wave and you really truly feel that NFTs will have another wave, which I'm a part of, I'm in that camp. This is the time to learn not only what they are, how to use them, but also how to create the next wave of services and products that will be coming out in the next kind of capital raise. I think that will happen. Uh, may, it might take two years. It might take three. It might take four. But is it on the kind of the turning cycle? Yeah. And things cycle through, but that doesn't mean that this is going away anytime soon. And you can see from the kind of quality that's coming out of this industry that I wouldn't, I wouldn't guess that these are going away anytime soon. I'll see Definitely. you next time, guys, like always. And stay up with this guy, man. <sighs> Hit him up. This guy, even when you have a question about something, if you're looking at future trends and you just want to say, Chris, can you check this out? Do a little deeper dive for me. Trust me, that's what I do. And I recommend you guys do the same. Thank you, brother. Don't go anywhere, guys. You got uh, the... Uh, the bullpen coming up next with grit capital. And then after that, you get more money, Mitch, you got pre-market prep at the close at three 30 with Mitch and Joel breaking down all the top headlines and movers for stocks and crypto, a great way to recap the trading day. So don't go anywhere, smash that like subscribe to Benzinga's YouTube. If you have not already, and we will catch you next time on the roadmap.